and the crossroads of America. It's Tony Katz today. So let's get down to it. Do any of the numbers tell us anything? Are we now going to actually believe polling? Well, no. No, we're not. We're not going to believe polling at all. We know that polling is the devil's plaything. We understand that polls can be manipulated and polls can be maneuvered, that the way questions are asked will change multiplicities, uh, um, I'll create a change a multiplicity of, of possible results. But when you see a bunch of information, well, maybe you can glean something from it. I think there's a whole bunch to glean about this enthusiasm conversation. By the way, I often say it, enthusiasm or enthusiasm, uh, depending on how you want to call it. And there's a whole bunch to grab from the reality that Republicans are going to come out in droves in the midterms, and that is all because of what the progressives on the Senate Judiciary Committee have done and what the media has done to Brett Kavanaugh. Tony Katz, so great to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY is the number. 833-468-8669. I want to go through a theory. But to go through the theory, I have to be able to share with you some of the, the latest information. And the latest information is that there is a poll. It came from NPR. So at first you're like, I'm going to pay attention to an NPR poll. What? Tony, are, are, did you, you, you back to the drinking? It's an NPR PBS NewsHour Marist poll. Tony, 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 TK, yo, yo, Kid T, NPR and PBS NewsHour, and I'm going to now listen to this poll. Uh, yeah. In July, there was a 10-point gap between the number of Democrats and Republicans saying the November elections were very important. That gap is now to, down to two points. It's a t- statistical, statistical tie. Oh, I'm sorry. Do I have your attention now? Let me give you some of the numbers here. In July, the number of Democrats who thought that the elections were very important was 78%. That number is now 82%. The number of Republicans who thought that the election was very important was 68%. That number is now 80%. If we were to take a look at solely and exclusively this number, we would see the idea that Republicans have been uh, activated. Shall we call it that? Shall we call it activated? Uh, that they have found something that makes them say, you know what, I better get up and do something because what they've just done to Brett Kavanaugh is obscene. And it's not just Republicans who notice that. There are plenty of moderates and independents who agree that what they've done to Brett Kavanaugh is obscene. Democratic women who thought the election was important in July, 81%. In October, 79%. That's weird. The number went down. The number of Republican women who thought it was important in July, 71%. In October, 83%. These numbers are fascinating. But both Democratic men and, and Republican men 
think that the election is more important. 15% jump for Democrats and a 12% jump for Republicans. Independents have both gone up a, a percent. There is a unique problem that the Democratic Party has presented itself with, and I'm going to get into why in a second, but first I want to back up these numbers because as I said, don't believe a poll because it's a poll. Don't do it. Don't ever, ever do it. Let's go over to Fox News. Dana Blanton with the story. Republicans make gains in top Senate races. Okay. Let's let's hear all about it. You've got, the in Arizona, you've got uh, Kristen Sinema, Going up against uh, Congressman Martha McSally. 47-45. Uh, back uh, a week ago or a week and a half ago, cinema was up 47 to 44. It's still within the in, in the margin of, uh, of error. And I happen to like Martha McSally. Air Force pilot, great, great story about Martha McSally. In Missouri, Claire McCaskill has got massive problems. Massive problems. In a statistical tie with uh, uh, Josh Hawley, the, the Republican, she was up and she is the longtime incumbent of that state. You take a look at North Dakota, Heidi Heitkamp, Kevin Kramer. Kramer is ahead, the Republican, by over 10 points. Back just, uh, uh, I shouldn't say a week ago, I'm sorry, about three weeks ago, uh, this race was 48-44 for Kramer. Now it's 53-41. That's 12 points. Uh, that that's a number. So maybe you look at this and you talk about how Republicans are doing better. The key to this entire conversation is my beloved Indiana. And the race between Senator Joe Donnelly and Mike Braun, a former state representative businessman, uh, Mike Braun. I'm going to share with you how Fox puts the numbers. And then we're going to tie it to this NPR Marist poll and you are going to see where the connection is. They describe it that right now, Joe Donnelly leads Mike Braun by two points. A month ago, Mike Braun led Joe Donnelly by two points. This has been a statistical even for a while. What's interesting is that the libertarian, Lucy Brenton, has gone up, has doubled. She went from 3% to 6%. Pulling some support from the Republican? Very, very possible. Just maybe a level of disgust with how we're seeing politics and people just checking something off. Could be. Here's the number that's interesting. Because those two are still in the statistical dead heat, it's been like that for months. If Donnelly votes against Brett Kavanaugh, according to the numbers, 30% say it would make them more likely to vote for him. 32% say less likely. 34% say no difference. The... People look at that number and go, oh, not me. I look at that number and I go, oh, that's a very bad spot for Joe Donnelly. First, more people less likely to vote than more likely. Second, the people who are more likely to vote are already people who would vote for Joe Donnelly. But if they are less likely to vote for him, it's not like they're voting for Mike Braun. It means that they are going to stay home. If people were 9% less likely to vote for Joe Donnelly, then Joe Donnelly could feel good and he could be like, you know what, we're going to be okay. My no vote's fine. Everything we have talked about with Joe Donnelly has been absolute fact. My latest piece at WIBC.com, 
Joe Donnelly cares more about Schumer than Shelbyville, which is a, a town in, in Indiana. Because uh, uh, Sungman Kim, who is a White House reporter for the, Wa- the Washington Post, uh, had said that she had been wondering uh, what Senator Donnelly is going to do and asking if he could change his opposition to Kavanaugh since he said it hinged on the FBI report, which is what he said. He said last Friday, um, I don't have enough information. I want an FBI investigation. But he wasn't actually thinking there would be an FBI investigation. And then a couple hours later, Jeff Flake got the FBI investigation, and Joe Donnelly realized he was screwed by his own words because he had to live up to them. And so when she asked this question, an aide told her that Joe has serious concerns about Judge Kavanaugh's temperament and impartiality. He's ready to work with President Trump on a new nominee, but he remains opposed to this one. And I said uh, on Twitter, this is nonsense. This is untrue. If he votes no, he proves he never cared about getting more information. If he votes yes, he loses his base. I said this before all of this polling and everything else came out. We understand what's going on in the Midwest better than anybody. We understand all of it. If he votes yes on Kavanaugh, he loses his entire leftist base. You know what backs me up? This poll that says 32% of people are less likely. You know what backs me up? The large amount of Republican enthusiasm for this election now and the lessening number overall on Democrats. Specifically, uh, actually, the smaller rise from Democrats, the lessening from women, because the number went 78 to 82. The number is up 12 points, 68 to 80 by Republicans, and that number is higher today. The enthusiasm for the progressives, for the Democratic Party, has waned. Why? Because it's something we talk about here all the time. It's something that we all have been in the conversation about over and over again. The Democrats always overplay their hand. Every time and in every way, they simply cannot focus on one concept. It must be made to a level of extreme that brings about farce. Did Brett Kavanaugh sexually abuse Dr. Ford? No, they couldn't stay with that. They needed a second accuser to talk about exposing himself. Then they allowed Michael Avenatti to jump into the ring and they happily said welcome when he brought forth somebody who claimed that he was involved in gang rape and gang rape rings. It went from did a teenage Brett Kavanaugh inappropriately touch someone to gang rape. The progressive left, the Democrats always overplay their hands. Always, 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 like it is written in the wind. And who noticed? America. And that's why you see the enthusiasm for the election amongst Democrats waning. That's why you're going to see more Republicans out at the polls. That's why it's curtains for Joe Donnelly. He has to vote no, otherwise he loses his base. But those people who are less likely to vote for him, I think, is greater than 32%. And there are more Republicans coming out to vote. These are the numbers. I didn't just take a look at one poll. We put it all together. But it's all, I believe, very real. Republicans are going to come out like you wouldn't believe. Democrats who were hoping on getting the House, I have now gone from lean left, lean Democrat, to toss-up. The Senate, I think it stays in Republican hands, if only because Joe Donnelly's first term is his last. I'm Tony Katz.
Tony Katz. 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. That is uh the, the number. Uh the doxing that took there's been an arrest. Jackson Costco, C-O-S-K-O, charged with making public restricted personal information, um, witness tampering, threats in interstate communication, unauthorized access of a government computer, identity theft, second-degree burglary, and unlawful entry. Uh, who is he? He was an unpaid intern for Congressman Sheila Jackson Lee, Democrat of Texas. He formerly worked for Senator Maggie Hassan, uh, Democrat, New Hampshire. And former Democratic Senator Barbara Boxer of California. He also worked or interned with the office of Senator Dianne Feinstein, Democrat, California, ranking member, Senate Judiciary Committee. So somebody who worked with the Democrats and worked with or for Dianne Feinstein is the one who sent out the personal information on Senator uh, on Senator Grassley uh, or on Senator Graham and on Senator Lee and Senator Hatch. What? 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 Well, what I'm telling you is is that it's probably all just a just a a, a bit of of coincidence. Uh, I'm I'm sure um, that uh, somebody who used to who works for a Democrat now and worked for other Democrats and 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 worked for Dianne Feinstein. Um, was involved in putting out uh, home addresses and phone numbers of Republican senators on uh, on the Senate Judiciary Committee. Holy crap, I am freaking out. I know. I know, right? It's, it's amazing. It is just absolutely unbelievable. Uh, by the way, his LinkedIn page uh, describes him as a Democratic political professional and cybersecurity graduate student. Wow. Please clap. That's something else. That is just amazing. Doxing is ugly. Doxing is ugly, and it's going to happen to everybody. But we should be clear, you know, what doxing is putting out someone's address, putting out someone's phone number. You know, that's that's doxing. Some people, they, they don't know what it is, and they and they make it, you know, anything they, they want to make it, you know. So, you write an article, someone shares it. You put a tweet, someone shares it. Not doxing. Just just in case we were all wondering. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, made myself laugh. The Russia investigation coming to a possible close? Uh, a couple of lawyers have been released from the Russia investigation, going back to their jobs at the DOJ. It's important to remember that, that these people were on loan, in some cases, from the DOJ, from, from the FBI, uh, and now they're going back. I do believe that... Uh, Robert Mueller is getting ready to wrap it up. Absolutely. What's the what is he going to say? What's going to be in the in the uh result uh the report? What is it going to say about collusion? I I have absolutely positively no idea. I'm not going to guess that out. The only thing I'll tell you is that you won't know until after the election. There is no way Robert Mueller is crazy enough on any level to release this before the election. People go crazy It'll be influencing an election. And, by the way, it's not that it would just influence it against Republicans. What if uh, there's no proof of collusion? That's going to hurt Democrats quite a bit. Oh, my gosh. Trump, what? He, he, he was right? He was really, he, he was right? Well, you, you don't want to risk that if you're the Democrats. It will come out after the election.
I think. Overheard. On Tony Katz today. Oh, National Security Advisor John Bolton has triggered the folks on the left something awful today by committing a crime that some would consider to be on par with the Holocaust of Europe, defending calling Palestine a so-called state instead of using the approved language, which, oh, hell, you know what? I'm just going to let him handle this. I'm not getting in trouble for this crap. You just uh, addressed Palestine and said it is a so-called state. He's using that sort of language productive in his... Yeah, sure, of course. It's not a state now. It does not meet the customary international law test of statehood. Oh, boy. I know you can't see it, but Jim Acosta looks really pissed right now. I will kill you. We don't recognize it as the state of Palestine. We have consistently, across Democratic and Republican administrations, opposed the admission of Palestine uh, to the United Nations as a state because it's not a state. Are you nuts? You can't be saying that kind of stuff in public. That poor little reporter's not going to have a bowel movement for a week now. By the way, really productive and thoughtful questions there from the press lately. You know what I'm saying? Really getting to the important stuff the American people need to know, rather than offering up passive-aggressive criticisms hidden behind your tight-lipped little smile because you're too much of a chicken to say what's really behind that question, that's not really a question, but you know, direct confrontation just makes you so nervous, you dumb Sorry, lost my cool again. He's using that sort of language productive. Yeah! Hey, you remember that bloated, red-faced, drunk Ted Kennedy who drove a gal off a bridge and let her slowly suffocate in an air pocket while he took a leisurely stroll along the beach back to his place, enjoyed a hot, relaxing shower, grabbed a few Zs, had a nice breakfast, and then flipped a coin over whether or not to report the accident to the police? Best two out of three? Well, as Judge Brett Kavanaugh faces the prospect of having his entire career and family destroyed over unproven accusations of sexual misconduct as a teenager, former Secretary of State John Kerry wants you to know that in terms of comparisons, Brett Kavanaugh, worse than the notorious serial killer and rapist of the 1980s, the Night Stalker. Ted Kennedy? Swell guy. And he was critical of himself. He stood up and owned moments where he knew he'd stepped over the line. So I think that that, and he wasn't about to be nominated to a lifetime position. In fact, he said to the people of Massachusetts, if you think I shouldn't stay here, then, you know, and he took those returns, and then he was elected another six times. That's a very different thing from a lifetime confirmation to the Supreme Court of the United States, where you may have to rule on some of these issues that come up. Okay, Mr. Gary, sir, hi. Uh, this comes from a place of deep concern. You on drugs? And finally, the Senate is reviewing documents from the FBI's investigation into Brett Kavanaugh today, and there's even an unverified report that the FBI found no evidence to substantiate the claims against the Supreme Court nominee. Wait a minute. I was told he threw ice at someone once. He's clearly a violent rapist and doesn't have the temperament to be on the Supreme Court. Yes, that's right. Liberals got all worked up into a foaming froth because Kavanaugh threw ice out. All they've done for the last year is bitch about how that's exactly what they want the federal government to do. Hey, I'm Brian. Do enjoy your day. Brian Baker, thank you, Tony Katz. 833-GOT-TONY is the number. 833-468-8669. That is uh, the number. Um, this, this about Claire McCaskill is... I don't know if this is a problem or this is one of the most like amazingly honest things I have ever, ever seen. Claire McCaskill, a Democrat from, from Missouri, and she has an ad 
talking about how she's an independent senator, right? Can 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 you throw my throw my web up right there? Throw my web up here. Let's let, let, let's try this right here. How does Claire McCaskill get things done for Missouri? By being independent, always willing to work with anyone. It's why Republican Senator Pat Roberts said, if you want to pick somebody to work in a bipartisan manner and get something done, you ask Claire McCaskill. Nonpartisan experts have consistently ranked Claire one of the most independent senators right in the middle. And Claire's bills fighting opioids and protecting our veterans were signed into law by President Trump. That's Claire, a record built on independence. I'm Claire McCaskill, and I approve this message. Well, this ad, which highlights President Trump, by the way, uh, I mean, it, it really does. It mentions by name Pat Roberts, a senator from Kansas. Um, but the senator from Kansas has asked her to remove him from the ad. On critical issues over the last year, this according to the senator, uh, Senator Roberts, I've watched her vote to raise taxes on Missourians and oppose conservative judges, including Judge Kavanaugh for the Supreme Court. I'm very disappointed that she sided with her party's leadership and opposed the Trump administration against the best interests of Missouri at every turn, adding the days of bipartisanship are long over. I'm sorry. That is, I don't know if that's horrible or wholly refreshing. Much more to get to. I'm Tony Katz. It's just a million dollars. I say it's worth it. On every level and in every way. Tony Katz, great to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. We stream the show from time to time. And you can catch that there at Facebook.com slash Tony Katz Radio. The phone number 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. There is a bottle of whiskey that in Edinburgh... Uh, got in an auction $1.09 million. It's a 60-year-old Macallan. Now, oddly enough, I'm going to a Macallan tasting tonight. I'm um, Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a mac and cheese event. So, but it's not, you know, macaroni and cheese. It's Macallan and cheeses. Uh, if, if you check out the, the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast that I do, um, we actually reviewed a Macallan Rare Cask which is somewhere about $300 a bottle. Uh, and we, we mixed it with, uh, and we, we paired it with cheeses, a Gruyere and a, and a, and a Brie and, and, and a couple others, uh, a Gouda, which it wasn't a good Gouda. It wasn't, it wasn't. I've had, I've had my, it wasn't Gouda. It wasn't Gouda. Yeah, good for you, Ari. You're, you're just the, the, the pun meister. A um, Macallan Valerio Adami, 1926. A uh, previous bottle of that uh, went for just under a million in, in May. That is there any way in the world that that gets sold by the glass? Like, do you buy that to then resell that? I, how you four hundred thousand dollars a a glass? How many? I know I don't know how big of a of a bottle it is. But if you say to me who spends a million dollars for a bottle of scotch, the answer is there's far worse ways to poorly spend a million dollars. A million dollars for a bottle of scotch, sure. Why not? It, if you got it, 
That's a great thing. For the experience, for the thing. What, are you kidding? Oh, I'd, I'd love to try it. I'd love to try it. What are you talking about? It's like a rare bottle of wine. You want to know what the fuss is all about? Absolutely. If you've got it. If you're somebody who's, you know, reaching, well, then then don't. Then don't do it. Don't. Don't do that. Uh, uh, I've gotten now confirmation on uh, the the commentaries there from Senator Jeff Flake uh, and, and some other senators. Todd Young, uh, also the senator from, from Indiana on Kavanaugh, saying, quote, I have complete confidence in the integrity and thoroughness of the FBI's investigation. It's time for the Senate to confirm President Trump's eminently qualified Supreme Court nominee. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, a dang good uh, response right there. Jeff Flake on the record, saying that um, I th- I think the investigation's been done. I think the investiga- investigation was done and was done properly, saying to reporters, quote, we've seen no additional corroborating information. Susan Collins says, quote, it appears to be a very thorough investigation, but I'm going back later to personally read the interviews. Collins Flake Murkowski, of course he's going to be confirmed. The question is what Democrats come along. I'm going to argue Heidi Heitkamp and Joe Manchin. Uh, and therefore, this is done. This is done and this is finished. What are, they, what are they going to say? What next is going to come up? Well, we already know that they've tried of some of, of what's coming up. When they sent a letter, they sent a letter Chuck Grassley did the Senate Democrats on the Judiciary Committee uh, saying that, um, well, listen, past FBI reports show uh, sexual abuse and, and, and alcohol abuse. Past FBI report? Wait, are, are you leaking information right now? Or are you just trying to stir the pot? Or are you just trying to do what you always do and what you've always done in this conversation about Brett Kavanaugh? Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never you're just going to keep trying to delay and resist. Because that's all it's ever been about. And everybody knows it. It's like everybody knows that Roseanne without Roseanne is not Roseanne. Roseanne without Roseanne is just some show. That's all it is. And according to reports... Uh, the cast of the Connors, that's a that's the name of the show. Uh, the Connors, um, they say it's it's awkward without her. It is awkward. Lori Metcalf saying it was awkward but not awkward. It was right but not right. Wrong but not wrong. Well, well, if you're gonna put it that way. Uh, Sarah Gilbert saying, any sadness that we feel over what we've lost, we've hopefully, uh, are hope- we're hopefully channeling in an honest way into the show. And our show has always been able to deal with heavy topics, particularly for a sitcom. Well, your show, our show. It was her show. Come on. You looked at this and ABC looked at this and said, oh, there's still money on the table. Let's take the money. I- I'm okay with that. I'm not judging you on that. I don't mind, Sarah Gilbert, if you get paid. It's cool by me. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. If, if, to, to, to make your money is fine. And I think that for Roseanne, she did the right thing in giving it her blessing because Roseanne screwed these people. 
not so much the people in front of the camera, although there's plenty of these people who haven't worked in a good long time, but all those people behind the camera who this is their job and they left other jobs to take this job. She had a responsibility to protect those people, and she didn't because she sent out one of the most clearly ridiculous tweets in the history of mankind. Let, just so we're all on the same page. You know, I, I, don't, I don't appreciate it when somehow we're not all together on these things. You don't get to compare people to monkeys or apes or gorillas. No, nothing in the animal kingdom. Stop it. Maybe a giraffe. That's it. That's it. That's all, that's all you can do. That's all you can do. There's no win. It's not, it's not uh, intellectual. It's not comedic. It's insane. It makes you sound like a crazy person. And um, there's no way it can end up with anything that betters a career. It will only destroy. That's it. That is it. Uh, but, uh, you know, don't try and, and make it sound like, you know, you're kind of heartbroken about the thing. I mean, I, I guess they could be. You're taking the money. How long will the Connors last? Will it last a season? You think, you think it lasts a whole season? I don't I You think so? People are going to tune in just to see what it is. Episode one. And then they'll stick with it because they, you know, they love this the show. I'm telling you, it'll last a season. Doesn't last two seasons, right? I think it might. Oh, good Lord. Oh, good Lord. You are you are a you are an optimist. That's what that's what you are right there. An optimist indeed. Uh being asked a question uh, uh by uh, uh Jared on uh, Twitter. Did Joe Donnelly sign that letter to Grassley? Okay, the answer is no. The letter came from Democrats on the Senate Judiciary Committee. So the letter uh, is is one that says that the FBI reports and previous FBI reports uh, show that uh, Brett Kavanaugh has uh, an alcohol abuse problem and a, and, a, and a sexual abuse problem. That was signed by Democrats on the Senate Judiciary Committee, to which Joe Donnelly is not. Um, and it was not signed by Chris Coons of Delaware, nor Amy Klobuchar, Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota. Maybe they didn't agree with the letter. Maybe they thought the letter is exactly what it uh, was. Absolute nonsense. Um, trash. Uh, abusive. Continuing in a, in a string of violent behavior. Uh, from Democratic leadership. And it, that's exactly what it is. It's violent behavior from Democratic leadership. Sorry, if you accuse someone of being a rapist and then of being a, an abuser, uh, uh, basically a drunk. You know, it, it's... it's it, How else could it not be seen as as abusive? But we know that the cloture vote is is happening, right? The process is already going through. That vote should take place tomorrow... Night? Tomorrow afternoon? Is it Friday? That's what I'm saying. So, so today's Thursday, so tomorrow night, something like that. And then a vote on uh, Kavanaugh's confirmation Friday. I'm sorry, Saturday. So Friday is the cloture vote, which ends debate on the nominee. That's where the nuclear option comes into play, where you only need 50 votes. And then and the next day, they'll have the vote on uh, up or down on uh, Brett Kavanaugh. I look forward to seeing him. As a uh, as a member of the Supreme Court, and then I look forward to the midterms. Man, 
it, it's so funny that we've we've gone through these numbers and we, we called it. We've been talking about this for for days before these these studies and these polls came out. People are going to come out to the polls in droves because they're disgusted by what they see. The only thing you can do is not give these people power. Oh, my goodness. Uh, also, um, I, Chelsea Clinton. Chelsea Clinton. If you want to know exactly how um, tone deaf the blue bubbles are, the Chelsea Clinton story is everything you need to hear. That's coming up next. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. The podcast, TonyKatz.com. I do not know what CBS was thinking. Except to say this is what happens when you live in a bubble and actually believe that you can get people to believe anything. There is still this mythology amongst the media that if they say it, people will believe it as opposed to questioning it, as opposed to looking at kind of a skew and being like, uh, what? And the latest comes from CBS. Because CBS went about talking about what's going on with Brett Kavanaugh. And in order to have this conversation, they brought in Chelsea Clinton. Now, she was actually there to talk about a, a new children's book. Uh, that that she has. Um, but they asked her about Kavanaugh. They asked her about it point point blank. Hey, what do you think about Brett Kavanaugh? Would it be to anybody else? To anybody else anywhere, would that not be the craziest thing in the world you could ask her? Because isn't the follow-up, uh, how, how is this different than your father? Isn't that the, the rational, normal follow-up question? How is it any different than your father? Well, the answer is it can't be. There is in no way it can be any different in terms of, uh, well, we're talking about sexual impropriety, let's talk about... What are you talking? I mean, how else to describe it? That they didn't even bring it up, but they allowed her to answer about it. They allowed her to talk about it and to say how he shouldn't be uh, con- con- confirmed because he's a naked partisan, nakedly partisan and politicized. You'll notice it's not even about sexual assault. It's that he's a partisan. Ruth Bader Ginsburg is a partisan. What do we? Why is this a thing? I don't care what his politics are in that regard. I care about how he how he rules on the court. There are people who will tell you that Merrick Garland's a really good dude, a good judge. I take a look at how he is in the Second Amendment, and I said no. I don't believe that the Second Amendment is up for debate. The Second Amendment is you have the right to keep and bear arms. Next question. To me, it's a test. It's a test. It's in the Constitution. 
It involves uh, a choice I get to make about defending myself, but doesn't mean that I'm actually going to utilize a firearm. There is no reason not to be engaged in that point and not to be a defender at that point. Some people say, well, if you have a litmus test, abortion is my litmus test. Abortion is not in the Constitution. It does involve another human being, and your actions do kill something. So maybe it's a different conversation, and maybe your litmus test isn't as um, litmusy as mine. But I just thought it was stunning. I thought it was stunning that they would they would ask her this question and not think it was it was awkward. It's awkward. It's strange. The follow up question didn't come. That is uh, strange. There's a Michigan cheerleader trying to become homecoming queen. I were you? Uh, I I. Don't think I even went to homecoming. I I'll actually was homecoming king senior year. That's not true. I swear to God. You were not. I swear. Were you really? Yeah. Really? I was. Do you have pictures? Uh, yeah. Well, those are going online. Uh, she wants to become homecoming queen. And to uh, become homecoming queen, she thought maybe some bribes would work. You know? You got to grease the skids. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's politics, kid. You want to be a player? Or do you not want to be a player? And she said, I want to be a player. Uh, so she was uh, selling friends uh, marijuana lace brownies in order to get votes. I, honestly, that's industrious. Very industrious. Uh, exactly how important are these things to people? How important is, is, is winning in the, in, the, in the grand scheme of things? It, did, it, did it dawn on her someplace you know, I get caught, I'm screwed. And then, you know what? It's just homecoming queen. Maybe these things really get to matter to people. The school's taking it seriously. They're doing an investigation. They're starting to turn over some of the statements from the students possibly involved or witnesses. Um, she's currently out of state with her mother for a family emergency. Yeah, the family emergency is she was selling pot brownies to her friends in order to get win an election. Is this is this a new thing? Is this a new thing, or is this just a thing? Right. The only reason we know about it is because uh, social media and everything is made aware to everybody at at all times. It's just you know right out there in in the world. Dumb things happen before. Kids have done this before, right? To to win. Did you did you grease the skids to to win Ari Castle? Well, I put PCP in my brownies instead of pot. That's not true. No, it's That's not. not true. I did not. Have and to they grease. were cupcakes. But no. like you would not have. You would not have, you know, said, or you don't know the 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 uh, the homecoming queen. You you know, uh, you you would not have been. She didn't try to, like like do anything in order to 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 win, did she? No, it was not that big of a deal. My high school. Yeah. So even though you 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 humble bragged about it, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, it, it was wasn't. It, it really was wasn't. homecoming king. It was no big deal. You know, just uh, just gave me a crown and a scepter, and everyone was like, oh, Ari. You're, so amazing, and I was like, "Listen, I, I'm just I'm just a man. You know, I put on my gym shorts for class for phys ed, just like you, one leg at a time. That's 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 just me, humbleari. Was that basically it? That is the most uncanny impression I've ever seen. Thank you very much. Un, unbelievable. I I, I I I agree. I agree. Listen, I'm I'm a man of amazing amazing talents. So by this time tomorrow, 
Uh, the, the Democrats will have spoken, and they will have uh, made their claims on Kavanaugh. I expect by this time tomorrow there will be another wild allegation, but then we'll get into some voting. The day will come. The cloture will be over. Based on what we have right now, Kavanaugh is getting confirmed. Based on what we have right now, it's happening. The podcast, TonyCats.com. That's K-A-T-Z, by the way. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Tomorrow.